Hello and welcome back to the Emmanuel Podcast where we talk about anything and everything. And in this series, we had discussed that we were going to talk about the life of Michael Jackson. And for the first episode of officially talking about him, I kind of want to talk about his death. Because his death is something that... It was so out of nowhere, and it it was a slap to a face, because he was just so big during his time, and all of a sudden, you wake up to the news that the biggest pop star in the world just passed away. No medical issues that were known of, Um, no... It wasn't, um, like, I guess a, a, a murder, you know? Like, it was just so out of nowhere. So, taking it back to when it happened, it was um, the death was on June 25th, 2009 in L.A., and he was renting a huge mansion, huge mansion, and it was two weeks before he was going on his This Is It tour, which was going to be a really big tour of his. It was going to go international, you know? And he is... Now we know he suffered from insomnia, so he had a hard time sleeping. And he had a personal physician, and he... Imagine... Okay... You you're a doctor and you work for Michael Jackson. You get 150k a month just to take care of Michael Jackson. And if you're that person whose name was Conrad Murray, he was a cardiologist. Michael Jackson asks you to do something. You're probably going to try to do anything you can to help him get what he wants. You know, you're a doctor making 150 k a month working for Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson had requested for propofol, which is like a, it's a drug that is, it's an anesthetic pro, uh, propofol. It's a drug that puts people to sleep. And is not supposed to be taken out of a hospital. And he had administered Michael 25 grams of it so that he could sleep. And he went to the bathroom. The, uh, Conrad Murray, the physician, needed to use the bathroom. So after he administered the dose, he went to use the bathroom, came back, and saw that he wasn't breathing. So then he started... Uh, CPR on Michael. And the thing that bugs me is that he gave him CPR on his bed. Okay. From an 18-year-old high schooler who has taken, like, two medical classes, I know that you can't give CPR on a bed. You have to give CPR on a hard surface so that there actually is compression of the chest. Because if you're just pushing down on a bed, you're just pushing him into the bed, you know, there's no compression going on there, so that obviously wasn't working, I don't know, maybe if he was just 
like in shock like didn't know what to do and he was freaking out that like he might have just killed the most famous person in the world but it's just so beyond me how he didn't even consider the fact that he was giving him CPR on on a bed but the thing with Michael is that he was so famous that it almost seemed like he didn't want to be famous anymore. Like, he didn't know who he was to an extent. He he felt as if he was living a fake life. So that's where the conspiracies come in, as if, what if Michael knew what he was doing and just wanted to kill himself? Or what if someone had tipped the physician to give him more to kill him? You know, like, he's such a known person. Like, obviously, some people are going to want to be against him. Some people are going to want to kill him. And after that, after the death of Michael, Conrad Murray was actually um, convicted of murder, as if he murdered Michael. And that that's just... That I don't get because he worked for Michael, which means he had to do pretty much what Michael wanted, you know? Like, if Michael didn't want to do something, he can't really force him to do it because if I was making 150 k a month, I'd listen to whoever's paying me, you know? But he, he kind of didn't have a choice, and... What if he left the vials of propofol right by Michael and Michael had seen how he administered it and he did it to himself? You really don't know. He was the only person in the room with Michael. And Michael was rushed to the hospital after that and was pronounced dead at the hospital, the Ronald Reagan Hospital in L.A. And this just hit everyone like it was so out of nowhere. People... Like what? Like what are people supposed to say? Like, their favorite pop star just died, and they don't know how. Hello and welcome to the Manual Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything. And in this series, we're going to be talking about the life of Michael Jackson, a household name. Everybody knows who he is. He's just that man. He's the king of pop who passed away on June 25th, 2009 in L.A. And I want to start off by talking about the second half of his life because I feel like that's that's a part of his life that's the mystery That everyone thinks about him as. And it's just what like. Kind of makes him. Who he is. In a sense. And when I say the second half. So he passed away at the age of 50. I'm not talking about 25 years old. I'm talking about. When. His life was going. Amazing. Up until the point where. At a turning point. It started going down and up. And down and up and all the way down until his death. So, 
he was that Michael. He was that guy, that Michael Jackson, up until January twenty seventh, nineteen eighty four, where he was recording a. Uh, he was recording a commercial for Pepsi. And there was fireworks shooting behind him, and he actually caught on fire. His hair caught on fire. His jacket caught on fire, leaving him with second second degree burns to his scalp. And I say that this is the kind of point where his life just spirals down is because literally that's when everything negative in his life happened after that moment. Almost like it like triggered like a domino effect. So he's he's doing this commercial for Pepsi. He gets set on fire. That was uh in 84. Then in uh in 86. So this is after the incident. He's doing good now. He's going back to redo the commercial. He Meets this kid whose name is James Safechuck. That's that's a name, but he's a kid. And as a lot of people know, Michael Jackson, he owned uh, a, a theme park. And it was called the Neverland Ranch. And what it was is he lived there and he built a theme park around his house. And he was... He was the kind of guy that he he connected better with kids. You know, not that he had a childish personality. Well, you could no, you could say he had a childish personality. He just connected with kids more. You know, like he he kind of never got to experience a real childhood. He from like a young age, he was with the Jackson 5, his five siblings. They were constantly making music, always on tour. So he's been in the game since a really young age. And he just loves to connect through these kids to kind of reach his childhood roots that he never got to play with, you know. And so that's one of the kids he becomes very close with. Um, and he he builds this ranch. And he loved having kids over to play at that ranch. He built a theme park at his house for kids to come and play at, you know. And that sounds that sounds really cool. And another one of the kids, very famous, Macaulay Culkin, who's the kid from Home uh, Home Alone. He was another one of Michael's really good friends because he was a kid at that time. He was literally like the Macaulay Culkin we know. And Michael Jackson, and they used to hang out all the time. He would be there, but then this this kid. This uh, James Safechuck kid, um, he started having weird interactions with Michael, or to say maybe it could have been a lie, but he would fly out his family to come hang out with Michael, and uh, on one such trip to Hawaii, Safechuck alleges Michael Jackson first asked the boy to sleep with him in his bed. Now, if this kid is to go to tell his parents that Michael is asking him to sleep with him, well, they kind of have no choice but to go to the police. But it's just something like, you you really can't, as a kid, make that up. 
when you're at a at a theme park, you know, like when you're at a theme park, all you're focused on is having fun, you know, like let's go on all the rides, let's go to the petting zoo, let's go do all that, and they they report it, and then this was many years later after the kid met with Michael. Um, uh, August nineteen ninety three is when the Los Angeles police began investigating. Michael Jackson for sexual assault and that very infamous picture of him where he looks very scary like very pale and like very fake that's from his mugshot and it's just so crazy because like literally after that one incident with Pepsi like everyone just started shooting shots at him like trying to bring him down and um yeah, and in September 1993, one family files a suit against a uh, a lawsuit against Michael Jackson, and he that kid like I don't know I've I've refused to believe it. It just seems so crazy. Maybe Michael was getting like a little little out of hands. Like you know he was kind of connecting with desserts too much. Where he thought like if he were to ask the kid to like chill with him, like probably wouldn't. It it probably didn't seem weird in his mind, but it definitely is weird if it if it is true. And um the thing I'm kind of thinking right now is going to his death. So he's renting out this huge mansion in LA. Excuse me. Huge mansion. He's renting it out. He stays there. He's about to go on his This Is It tour. It's in two weeks. He has a personal doctor who gets 150 k a month just to take care of Michael and make sure that he's good to go on this tour, to make sure he's okay to go on this tour. And we know now that Michael suffered from insomnia. So insomnia means like people have a hard time sleeping. And... His doctor would give him medications to help him sleep. And he, the night of his death, his doctor had administered him 25 milligrams of anesthetic propofol, which is like this drug that's from hospitals that pretty much puts people to sleep. Like it helps them sleep. And my my conspiracy theory Michael Jackson was the most famous person on the face of the earth when he lived. Like, he was just so famous. Like, people from, like, countries that you wouldn't even think know about, like, American culture. Like, know him. Like, they they impersonate him. They dance like him. They sing like him. They know, they listen to his songs. It's just crazy how everyone really knew who he was. And I feel like that in his head and all the, like, criti- like, all the people who were, like, critiquing him and stuff, that all got to his head. Plus all the allegations, being set on fire, lawsuits, all of that built up. And I think it could have been suicide. He could have, he probably knew what he was doing. He knew he was on all those medications. And he kept asking for propofol because he needed to sleep and he couldn't sleep. And he just kept asking for it. And 
after that they ruled his they ruled his death as a homicide by the doctor uh they say that the doctor killed him and to me that just sounds bizarre like you're really going to blame the, you they just I feel like they just needed someone to blame for the death. Like, they needed to tell the fans, yo, it was his fault. But his name was Conrad Murray. He got 150 k a month to just make sure this dude doesn't, isn't in harm. And he failed to do that. And he was actually sentenced to prison for four years. And then after that, he was released because they they just didn't find him guilty. And the dude was giving... Michael Jackson CPR on the bed after he went to a cardiac arrest. Because this doctor, he went to the bathroom, he came back, Michael was unconscious, and he started giving him CPR on the bed. So an 18-year-old, me, who has taken two medical classes, knows that you can't give CPR on a bed because you need compression. So you can't really, if you just push into a, in a person's chest on a bed, they're going to go down in the bed. You know, there's no compression. So you'd have to put him on the ground and then start compressing because that's when you actually get compression to get the heart going. And I don't, he was probably just in such a, like, he was probably in shock of what was going on. So he didn't know what he was doing. He was just kind of, like, trying to do something as quick as he can. But, um, yeah, like, it's just bizarre. And, he yeah, he was released from jail because I guess they didn't find him guilty anymore like what really was there to do you know like he took so many medications he mixed one that put him in a cardiac arrest and this was just a slap to the face to the whole world his death was out of nowhere like nowadays when a rapper dies off of like an overdose we're like oh that's so sad but like we all knew he took those drugs like we kind of saw it coming you know and this was just like, whoa! Like he's he's a household, his he, like he has a household name. Everyone knows him. He had amazing songs, a, a long career, legendary career, and then one day you just wake up and the guy's dead. The guy's dead. Like he he's just dead. And from all the things that, like death could have been from, it was from overdose. And, like, Whitney Houston killed herself from fame. Like, it was it got too much for her. Robin Williams had depression. Michael could have had the same. Like, it's just, like, like, can you really just assume, like, it was the doctor's fault? Like, maybe Michael was just really out of it. Like, he didn't want to, he didn't want to be in it anymore. And, yeah... I mean, that's pretty much what there is to it. Rest, rest in peace, Michael. Left a legacy, king of pop. But, man, this is just weird. Anyways, thank you. And come back for next week's episode.